You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Welcome to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nola Heal. Today, we really have an exceptional guest joining us. A guest with experience across diverse business sectors and in all aspects of the founding and operating of entrepreneurial business. Investing in companies herself, securing and providing funding for business, and in activating investment by and for women. Shelley Kuypers is building the world she wants to live in. As an activist in business, entrepreneurship, and investment, Shelley is hellbent on taking the status quo and transforming it with more equitable, feminist, corporately sound and ecologically sustainable options. Previous to co-founding The 51, Shelley founded crowdsourcing company Chaordix and software development and marketing firm Stormworks. She's also currently co-founder of consumer participation company Iovia, family office Adventure Capital, and Harris Kuypers, a direct-to-consumer 100% sustainable clothing line because she also secretly wants to be a fashion designer. Welcome Shelley. Thank you for joining us today. To get us started, I wonder if you could give us a little bit of background. What brought you to starting The 51 and your various businesses? Yeah, um, well I think every every startup and every business has a different story. but the 51 story is kind of cool because um, Alice and I, um, longtime entrepreneur, allies, friends, um, you know, she had a company. Uh, I invested in it. I helped her with her business. And then she ultimately took over uh, a company that I founded. But we always kind of commiserated around this thing of, um, you know, wouldn't it be great? to have a fund that was just for women um, so that we could change the statistics around women getting funded. And um, several years later, we're like, okay, now it's time. Um, And then Alice introduced me to Judy Fairburn, um, our other co-founder. And, you know, we all kind of had the same idea from a different perspective. I was an entrepreneur and investor. Alice was an entrepreneur Um, and an investor and Judy was on the corporate innovation side and had set up venture funds there and was also an investor. And so we just had a bit of a, an idea that, um, you know, if we wanted to change the statistics around women getting funded, you know, we could work with the existing venture firms and try to get them to change, or we could come up with another solution. And we chose to come up with another solution. And that solution was to activate women's capital. Um, and we we now have changed the language a little bit around women's led capital because we have men participating in our most recently launched fund. But it's this whole idea that if we can put women's capital into the venture capital system, if we can have women, you know, running some aspect of that venture capital system, we will invest in more women. And we will invest in more women because the women that have the capital and that are running these funds will have a different perspective 
towards the invest in for uh, towards their investing thesis, um, because you know women are innovating across many different sectors, and so I think a woman's perspective around how women are innovating is really valuable because they can understand what that innovation is and that innovation in most cases is being designed for them. So it all kind of adds up, right? Women's capital, you know, the oversight around that capital and then, you know, the innovation. What if it, what if women fully participated in that model? We would see very different companies being funded and, and ultimately very different companies, you know, growing. Absolutely succeeding. Yeah, that makes so much sense. That is just fantastic. So through the fund, the companies that you invest in, do you assist the management with any of the management or ideas or anything? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we always talk about, you know, capital for us at the 51 is three aspects. There's the financial capital there's the human capital and there's the intellectual capital. And we want to be able to activate um, all three types of capital across our partners and our, across our limited partners, our investors towards our portfolio companies. So it could be coaches, mentors, advisors, being on their board, being able to open up a door, uh, being able to refer talent to that organization being able to help them build out a sales team or a marketing strategy. So we want to be able to activate all of the skills and the wisdom and the expertise that live in our investor group and bring that with our financial capital to the portfolio companies. Oh, fantastic. So through your own businesses or in the fund, have you had any particular techniques or secrets that you found worked for unlocking the business growth? Because so many businesses seem to get to a certain size and then they just plateau and either give up or just stay at that size. So have you had mm -hmm. any techniques that you've used to, to get beyond and unlock the growth? Yeah, I think it's a combination of a bunch of things. I think one, there has to be a big idea. Um, number two, I think there has to be a team that can execute on that idea. Um, and then uh, I think the other aspect um, of it would be that it needs to, it needs the ability to be widely distributed. Um, so on the venture side, um, when we're looking at the venture fund that we have, you know, we want to invest in high growth, scalable companies. And so that means, um, you know, when we take a look at a business, we go, okay, if it's a consumer product business, we, we need to go, well, how big is the market? Um, and what, you know, what piece of that market could we capture? And what would be required to capture um, that says in the market, you know, well, what would be required in marketing dollars, for example, in order to to have that that consumer adoption. Um, likewise, on on other types of businesses, um, there's one company, um, Amanda Hall. She runs a company. She co-founded a company, or she founded a company called Summit Nanotech, which is uh, a clean lithium mining extraction business. Um, and so it's a very specific type of innovation. Um, but again, it has the opportunity for broad adoption because lithium mining and extraction is only going to be more important as we move to a battery-powered future, 
right? But lithium mining today is not sustainable. It's actually a very dirty process. Um, and so she's come up with the concept to clean clean up lithium mining. Um, so again, it's a hugely future fit company that could have a huge impact on how we extract lithium from the mines. Um, and we know battery usage is only going to increase over time. So, um, you know, there's, we look at every business a little bit differently, but it has to be, there has to be, it has to be a big idea and it has to be, it has to have the opportunity to have broad impact um, and broad adoption for sure. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's very valuable. Are there trends that you uh, see perhaps impacting over the next three to five years? Um, well, again, you know, if we put the women's lens on it, which I love mm -hmm. to do, I would say, you know, women are uh, innovating across all sectors, right? So it could be healthcare. So we know as women, you know, we are the largest consumer inside of healthcare, right? Um, we look after ourselves, we look after our family. And so, you know, women are innovating right across, right across the health sector. Um, and so um, I think there's huge opportunity there for, um, you know, for investments in health and wellness and medical um, that's being designed for women. Um, and, um, and having, again, having that, that women's lens on that innovation, I think, you know, the energy transfer, you know, um, transition is going to be huge, right? So how do we transition to more sustainable energy? Um, and again, women are innovating in, in that category. If we look at, um, you know, consumer goods, um, again, we know that consumer goods largely have not been designed for us. So again, the opportunity to design consumer goods. And we also say at the 51, right, it's not just your capital that has influence, but your consumer spending has influence. And you are, in essence, you're investing with your consumer spending. If you choose to buy that brand, you're investing in their business, right? Um, it's just with your spending power, it's not with your capital. So very true, which is so much the impact and the, and the push that everyone's speaking about now during the pandemic is, uh, you know, vote with your spending power and support these businesses and exactly. spend exactly. where you believe in supporting, not just because it happens to be available. So, exactly. no, that is very exciting. Absolutely awesome. Um, so what do you believe as a whole, what makes some successful where others seem to really fail in their businesses or just plateau and struggle? Is there a particular secret that you've noticed or a characteristic? Uh, I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the criteria that we have at 51 that we think is really important is um, coachable leadership coachable CEO. Um, and I would say that that's probably just as important as the other aspects. So if you invest in a founder, a CEO, a leader that doesn't want to be surrounded by people that are more talented than themselves, that maybe have more experience than themselves um, and want to access some of that experience in that coaching, as we would call it, um, you know, we don't have a high 
degree of confidence that that entrepreneur, that founder will be successful. So that would be, that would be a key characteristic for sure. I think, you know, pivoting comes out of this too, right? So it's the ability to be super resilient, to be able to pivot. You know, I th- look at the companies this year, right, that have had to, you know, had to take the situation that we were in and then look at their business and go, okay, you know, I had to basically put my business plan out the window and start all over again, or maybe I have to retool my business, or maybe I have to deploy my resources in different ways, or... And I think, um, you know, the ability to move quickly, be agile, um, and take advantage of the opportunity just as much as the crisis, I think, um, is another key um, characteristic. Absolutely. So the companies that you invest in, are they generally female executives or is there a blend? Um, We say it has to be female-led or co-led. Or female founded, co-founded. That's really important. Um, but we also, you know, we'll do a bit of a, a litmus check on it too. Um, you know, if if a company hires a woman and they're like, yeah, I've got a COO and she's a woman, and we say, okay, well, what value does she have in the company? Like, what is her her value on the cap table? Um, like, does she have any equity in your company? And if it's, you know, very, very small or negligible, um, we will go, that doesn't qualify. So female-led or female-co-led or woman-led, co-led, um, you know, we really want to see that this partnership that you've developed with a woman on your team um, is being valued, has the opportunity to create value for themselves if the company is successful. Awesome. So are your investments across North America, Canada, or in Western Canada mainly? Uh, Canada and the U.S. Um, so we'll invest in, in both markets. Yeah. That is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, outside of the items we've discussed, do you have any thoughts uh, that you'd actually like to leave us with perhaps on the? Yeah. I mean, I think – the 51 is about the future. So we know that women aren't fully participating with their capital. We know that women, um, you know, haven't fully participated as innovators um, and not in a negative way, but it's, it's kind of like, we're just at the start of it. There's so much upside for women and their capital and women who want to innovate. Um and so, you know, the, the 51 is taking a long-term view. And if we look at, you know, the wealth transfer that's underway, um, you know, 65% of all Canadian wealth will be controlled by women by 2030. Awesome. Um, you know, we have to be equipped to understand what we're going to do with this wealth. How are we going to deploy it? How are we going to use it? How can it be beneficial to our communities and the companies that we want to see and the society that we want to build? So um, for us at the 51, we just we just see, you know, we're at the very start of what is a huge economic transformational um, opportunity. 
Awesome. That uh, certainly sounds really exciting and unquestionably uh, motivating for the future potential that we we generally have through through activating this capital. So, how can listeners contact you, or if they're interested in learning more, where can they access the information? Yeah. So, go to the fifty one dot com. Um, and you can sign up to be part of the community. Um, so kind of a sign-up form will pop up on the screen and you can join the community. Um, and that, you know, joining the community um, gives you access to, you know, we have newsletters, we have our social media. There's different types of content that we distribute um, at no cost for our community. Um, and it kind of gets you plugged in. And so... Um, that's kind of the, the first step. Um, and then additionally, you know, we are, like I said, we, we are raising our fund. Um, we've pushed out our closing date because we have, you know, a, a long list of women that are trying to, to get on board for the fund and we need to process that before Christmas. So we're targeting, we're now targeting December 11th. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we want to close out the year with a fund in hand so that we can, get to work on some really cool investments and we've got some other really cool projects that we're going to announce by the end of the year too. So, so we're busy. Absolutely. That (laughs) sounds so exciting. I think we are definitely going to have to watch the 51 in 2021 and see where you can take us to. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. This has been great. And um, we will post the links on our show notes page so that listeners who happen to be listening in the car or somewhere that's uh, not as accessible to a computer or a, a pen and paper can gain those notes as well. Thanks very much and awesome. enjoy the rest of the day. The Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients achieve the business growth and success they are capable of. They innovate and strategically anticipate, fine-tune their highest impact business variables, and regularly exceed aggressive growth and cash flow targets. If you would like to know more, here are four ways you can help energize your business growth. Number one, subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth podcast to hear from other companies that have overcome growth hurdles they have experienced. Hit the subscribe button in your podcast app right now or go to proteaconsulting.ca slash podcast. Number two, get your free copy of NOLA's latest book, The 5F Strategy, Bottom Line Growth in Any Economy Without Additional Sales and Marketing to discover her proven strategies for growth. Go to proteaconsulting.ca slash book. Number three, download a copy of the Financial Growth Scorecard to assess your current status and what to work on next on your growth journey. Go to proteaconsulting.ca slash growth. Number four, work with us to achieve the growth and success your company is truly capable of. To find out if we're a fit, Email NOLA at info at proteaconsulting.ca or send us a note on the website at proteaconsulting.ca slash contact.